you obviously came from work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fridays tend to be like hit or miss in terms of like booking meetings and things. Yeah. Um, the campus tends to be a bit quieter, so right. Fridays tend to work a little bit easier for me. Yeah, um, that's good. Um, so how do you how do you like your new job so far? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I consider myself fortunate because it's like it really hits where I want to go career wise. Uh, and it took me a long time to be able to identify and kind of articulate yeah. where I wanted to go. Because mm-hmm. when I started, I uh, when I started the program, I didn't know where I wanted to go with it. I just knew I wanted to use it to kind of pivot and transition. Yeah. And then uh, I was kind of exposed to uh, the idea of entrepreneurial thinking through Justin's class. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of clicked with me. And then working with the career advisors to kind of put it all into into words, I guess, and yeah. if I would be able to understand, like, you know, this is what I want to do career-wise, and, yeah. and kind of how I kind of want to fit into the ecosystem, yeah. uh, and then this opportunity presented itself, and it's just like, you know, it takes off all the boxes, so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I, I really feel resonating to that, because I'm on the, the same path, maybe I'm like three steps later than, than you are, because I only recently realized that you know like the the path is exactly the same when we started the program i didn't really know where to go and either or like what i wanted to use it for pivot i know i'm pivoting but i didn't really have a clear direction Mm -hmm. and now i'm more and more convinced by myself that you know this is the direction that i want to go and very similar to you too i so I, I like being in between and being yeah. that facilitator and that connector, providing support and, and help, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I realized for myself. It's like so much of my career has been geared towards the coaching, mentorship, like building capacity in others. Yeah. And then I finally was able to find with kind of entering into the innovation space. Yeah. You know, being able to coach, mentor, and build capacity in these, you know, entrepreneurs Definitely. and helping them, helping students to, you know, experience entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial thinking and kind of getting that capacity built up and, and being that facilitator for them. That's for kind sure. of where my, uh, my passion lies. Yeah. I consider, yeah, it definitely took me a while to find it, but. Yeah, but you found the, the perfect fit. Found it, that's, yeah. That's great. So it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if the rest of the cohort is familiar with uh, your pivot and uh, where you are. Like, you want to tell people about it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I guess where I started, so I was with uh, a nonprofit uh, recreation center uh, for the last nine years or so. Prior to then, when I was working, um, I did a little bit of time with, uh, with another nonprofit rec center, and I was working for a uh, for municipality as well. Uh, and it was all centered on uh, program development for kind of sports and recreation. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, kind of going through the deep dive and all the curriculum development and um, stakeholder development and all that kind of stuff on the sports and recreation side. A lot of community building and all that. Um, and then did that for a while, decided I wanted to make a change, went into the MBA. Uh, learned about entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurship as more than just uh, starting a business, but kind of having a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led to me getting an opportunity with the Hunterhub. So Hunterhub for Entrepreneurial Thinking here on campus. So our focus is on developing uh, 
entrepreneurial leaders within the Yukon community, and really being that central hub for individuals who have any kind of interest in in the, in the, in the innovation ecosystem and kind of being that connector. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're associated with the university in any way, right, a student, alumni, faculty, staff, and you have an idea and have no idea where to start, uh, you can come to us and we can point you in the right direction. We can open up the door and connect you with the right people, provide you with the resources, provide you with the information. So really being that connector for, for the communities. Yeah, it's really great. I just, even though I'm not part of the ecosystem yet, I just love seeing it. I love seeing you know people being supported, being uplifted to to continue on the journey. Get you know initially they would have no idea of what to do, where to go, and then and you be the people figure figure things out and could connect them, point them to the right directions. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just great. I don't know what it is. What do you call it? Synergy. It's bigger than that. Yeah, like yeah. synergy or even just like, uh, you know, being that, that connector mm-hmm. for others because there's so much out there like in the ecosystem. It's, yeah. There's so many organizations, there's so many um, accelerators and programs and there's yeah. just so much mm-hmm. that it's almost overwhelming. Like a lot of people that will, will chat with it, it's like, I, I'm interested, but I have right. no idea where to start or yeah. where to go or who exactly. to talk to. So we can be that. Uh, that connector just you know we open the doors we punch in the right direction yeah so. no that's awesome kurt you're changing the world dude yeah. <laughs> <You're very loved. laughs> i don't know if i'm changing the world i'm helping people that will eventually change the world so you're, you're part of the change <laughs> that that's making the world a better place yeah i love that um yeah so uh, you don't have to um do you have a question for me? Uh, actually, yeah. I've been, You're prepared to. I did. I did. I, I've, been, uh, I've been binge listening to all the previous episodes to get ready. So. Okay. Um, I guess when you came, or I guess when you came to Canada, when you came to Calgary, like what made you choose Calgary? Because I feel like everyone's from somewhere else. So. Right. What makes you choose here? Um, when we moved. Well, when I initially came to Canada, I uh, started my life in Saskatchewan, actually. Oh, I Center of the Universe, Saskatchewan. Um, yeah, so I spent a few years in Saskatchewan doing school, and after we graduated, um, we decided to move to Calgary at a time because we were kicked out of the basement we were renting. Chase's dad was moving to Calgary. And then when we have the, you know, it's the, the, the decision we had to make, we're moving, where do we want to move? Do we want to move to somewhere else in Regina or Saskatoon or do we want to move to a better place? <laughs> so we chose a better place. You know, we both love mountains. Um, I was passionate about learning snowboarding and obviously Calgary is a better place than you know, Regina <laughs> for, for that activity. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, overall, Calgary is a is a great place to live. We we love it. Yeah. Affordable awesome. as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right yeah, I'm always curious because like I came from I grew up in just outside Toronto, mm-hmm. and like when I moved out here, I, I pretty much like you know picked a spot on the map and started applying for jobs. So it's yeah. always 
feel like everyone has a different reason for, for coming this way. Yeah, so your reason was just for the job or like it was randomly picked on the map? Yeah, more or less. Like I, I graduated undergrad, yeah. uh, I was searching for work. At the time, you couldn't get anything uh, in Toronto. It was just so densely populated, so yeah. much competition. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of looking at, I picked random spots throughout Canada that I thought would be nice to live or live near. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay, well, Calgary seems pretty nice, so I'll kind of apply for jobs around Calgary. Yeah. And I ended up in the High River, which is about an hour south. Oh, yeah, but, okay. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of a random, this looks that, neat. That's so. interesting. I'm glad it's not like more random than this, like you could be landing, uh, ended up in Regina, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Calgary. So, uh, what in High River? What was that? Uh, so, I was working for the town. I was a community programmer. Mm -hmm. So, I was managing, at the time, it was all our adult programs. Mm -hmm. uh, so, adult fitness programs, classes, things like that. Uh, then, I was expanding and kind of developing a uh, youth uh, kind of collection of programs there as well because we didn't really have too many for that age group at the time. Yeah. So, I started to kind of develop that. Uh, that I was doing some partnership work as well as kind of helping with uh, looking at some joint things with other communities between High River and uh, some other towns as well. So, I see. Yeah, That's so, fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad High River had you for a while. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's a, it's a small town, yeah. but it was a good experience. Like, yeah. Especially coming from, from the GTA, it was like totally different. Completely. Uh, and, and I think I needed that like shock to, you know, not everywhere is a giant metropolis. So right, yeah. It was a good, it was to, a good experience. To see the rest of the world. Yeah. But how is that? I still feel Calgary compared to Toronto is still a small city. Oh, absolutely. Even though it's big. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I always say it's like a, it's a big city, but it feels like a small town here. Mm -hmm. It's big enough to have a little bit city fun, but also not too busy and too cutthroat. Yeah. yeah, as Toronto could be. Yeah, and it's not just like so jam packed mm -hmm. as uh, as Toronto. Like traffic, traffic here is not great, but yeah, traffic out there is just horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I've only been a few times for conferences. It's just not a great experience. Mm -hmm. Taking taxi could take forever yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, um, so it's our standard procedure now. <laughs> Um, when it comes to orange juice, do you like a bit pulp or no pulp? Uh, I'll, I'll follow the trend, I'll say I'm a pulp cat, <laughs> okay. uh, but not too much pulp. Like, yeah. uh, if I'm just like taking swings and there's like giant chunks in there, I'm just not <laughs> But you know, relatively smooth, light pulp, it's, it, it tastes like a real fruit. So. Yeah, that's good. Okay, the next question. I'm starting to not like how everyone is prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. I may start changing the questions. Everyone's doing their own. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are you? Who am I? I prepared for this one too. Um, I am Kurt White. I am a, a son, a brother, a friend, an uncle, and uh, a future MBA a few months away. Yeah. And then for work, I work with the, the Andre Hart for Entrepreneurial Thinking at the mm -hmm. University of Calgary. I'm yeah. a specialist in social innovation. Um, and so a lot of program development in that sphere. I'm also uh, working with entrepreneurs and yeah, coaching and management capacity. That's a great answer. Um, 
Very well rounded. Very well prepared. <laughs> yeah, I have a few episodes to get ready. So. <laughs> That's good. Um, can you tell us one thing that most people in the cohort don't know about you? Uh, I was thinking about this one too. Um, I kind of like, I was listening to Lauren's episode and she mentioned that like, she liked when it just kind of came up organically. Yeah. There's so much I think that we yeah. don't know about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people don't know I love country music. Oh my god, I don't know if we can be friends anymore! And you lived in, in Saskatchewan. I did, but I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of the country music. Uh, I love but it's okay. Music. It's okay, yeah. yeah. That was High River. That yeah. was, uh, I, I, I listened to it until I moved here. And oh, okay. It got me into it. Okay. So that's where it started. So I love country music, but I don't think a lot of people know that. I see. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you were born uh, Alberta and you just didn't know. Yeah, I was born in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, what are some of your top core values? Uh, core values, I would say uh, empathy is kind of number one because uh, I think it's important to be able to treat everybody with kindness and understanding mm-hmm. and also you know, be willing to see things from other people's perspectives. I think mm-hmm. that applies in, in all aspects of our lives. So I'd say empathy is number one. Uh, honesty, uh, I think, is, is huge as well. Just, again, it applies across all aspects of our lives. Um, I, I really admire ambition. I think when people have a drive and desire to achieve more, mm-hmm. um, you'll never really stay stagnant. I really admire that. Uh, something I hold very, uh, very, very dear to myself. And then uh, time. I know that's come up in a couple episodes as well, like time management. Yeah. Um, I'm someone who's notoriously late for everything. Are you? Really? <laughs> yeah. There's like a couple minutes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I think being in the program has forced me to be better at it. And mm-hmm. I think it's also made me just hyper aware of time. Just like this takes X number of hours and this is what I'm getting out of it. And it's just, I think time has become like a constant, uh, a constant uh, awareness of time, I should say, become like a constant. So yeah. That's something I kind of hold. Old dear as well, kind of respecting sure. and appreciating everyone's time. Yeah, I'm I feel, I'm normally good at punctuality, but I don't know if it's age or it's the burnout stage of the final leg of MBA. Yeah. I think that this semester hit my time because I'm usually a few minutes ahead of the schedule. I'm finding myself running late for a couple minutes this semester. It's bothering. Um, but I also maybe don't care as much anymore. Or <laughs> yeah. again, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard to be motivated. I find mm-hmm. this semester is just it's kind of always getting done. Right. Yeah. 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 So how many classes do you have left? Uh, so I'm doing one right now. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna. I just finished another one. Uh, so I had like a ethics course that was Friday nights and Saturdays. Right. Yeah. So I just finished that. Uh, that I'm doing one right now on New Venture Finance. Uh, and then I have one more that I'm, I'm going to take in the spring semester, actually. I see. So, yeah. yeah. So I'll have to delay grad by a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, you're not alone. And it's also, by all means, really pacing it is probably way better than burning yourself out. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how I'm feeling now. Because it's like, even just doing the one. Like full semester course, it's mm-hmm. like 
it's nice to be able to just focus in on the one thing and immediately kind of give it the time and attention that it deserves. Yeah. So it's nice, and then it's nice having a lot more free time. For sure. Like Definitely. <laughs> um, what would you say was the biggest harvest for you from the MBA program? Uh, I think the people. You know, that's, I think that's what everybody says, but it has to be the network, right? It's, mm -hmm. If we didn't do the program, like there's, I don't think many of us would cross paths, um, you know, outside of this. So, yeah. And everyone's so smart, everyone's so friendly, everyone's just, it's such an amazing group to be a part of. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I was even thinking the other day, like so many of the, the other cohorts or even like the daytime cohort, not to throw any shade, but like the daytime They're people. not listening. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, just, it's just a totally different attitude, a totally different environment. Because mm -hmm. um, I think I think now with taking the electives and kind of mixing with all the cohorts, you start to get a sense of, of how they interact with each other and how they approach things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I feel like we're so unique in the way that we really help each other and we're all rooting for each other. We're all supporting each other. Yeah. And even like doing this podcast is like such a unique uh, feature of our cohort, right? And I don't Aww. think any other cohort would ever, uh, you know, try anything like this. So thank you. They, they may just uh, didn't think of the idea. Thanks to Aaron, <laughs> the idea guy. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know how many times we've talked about people meeting this podcast. Every time we when we talk about it, I feel like crying. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not drunk, so I'm not gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> but it really it warms my my heart. It's uh, such a great group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, everyone says when you do your MBA, it's all about the network, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I feel like for us, it's we have this amazing network of people that are ambitious and successful and driven, mm -hmm. but they're also just really great people. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's, it's more than just a network, it's, it's like a friendship. For sure. So. Yeah. Uh, what was the most memorable thing or moment in the course? Project uh, for you? Yeah, I think for me it has to be uh, NT, it was NT601. Oh, yeah. With Justin. Yeah. yeah. That one really, like, I enjoyed every every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, it really kind of turned my my understanding, I guess, of entrepreneurship, where it was, you know, like a lot of people, I, I was just like, oh, starting a business, running a business, but then really understanding the ways that it can really apply, you know, beyond that. Yeah. Was, that's where it kind of started for me. So I would say, that class, and then I know a lot of people hate Glenda's class. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's a lot of people, but mm -hmm. I actually loved it. Mm -hmm. like, I think I took away a lot from that because yeah. it finally gave me a way to articulate mm -hmm. the kind of my preference or style of leadership. Yeah, uh, especially like working in a leadership capacity, it finally gave me a way to be able to you know articulate and say this is my style of leadership. This is why. This is how I approach things. And yeah. So I really appreciate that. Like I took away a lot from that class. Yeah. Even though I know it's uh, it's probably the most hated of our years, <laughs> but so my my most hated is still Ryan Parks. Mm -hmm. Nothing is going to change that. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I agree. the The social innovation piece from you know, our funeral home project mm -hmm. with uh, with Justin's class, and also I think that biggest takeaway for me was to think about nonprofit actually isn't the best approach to have social impact. Mm -hmm. Actually having, you know, for-profit social enterprise 
it could be more sustainable, so the impact could be bigger yeah. than you know the the model that nonprofits are running with. Um, so I that really stuck with me, and uh, I'm starting to pay more and more attention to the the social innovation space, and that's the space that can change the world and change people's yeah. life in a very positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm glad this class too. I um, think for years. Um, I just never thought of myself as a leader because the stereotypical leader image is always in my head. It's like you just have to kind of be an alpha, an, a wolf to be a leader. Uh, and I know I'm not that. But knowing that there are other leadership styles and knowing that, you know, just being empathetic is is the most valuable quality of being a leader, then it just says something, right? It, it doesn't have to be that one type of leadership to to be a leader. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't have to have the positional power to be a leader. And that's something that stuck out to me too. It's like you, know, you can be a leader at any level within your team, within your organization. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk about the title. Yeah. And I thought that really stuck with me. And like I'm naturally quieter, mm-hmm. but I think in that class, even just hearing like the you know the values of quiet leadership and how that presents itself, and it's like I've, I've worked most of my career in leadership capacities, and I've you know always just kind of maintained myself like you know I'm a quieter individual, but you know it doesn't mean I can't be a leader, and I think that almost contrasts like that traditional picture yeah. of what uh, what leadership is. So it was really reassuring and to kind of hear it from from a course, I guess. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That remind me of one event actually. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it. This is the uh, Durasovsky. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. We don't have to. No, no, go for it. Yeah. No, I I was actually shocked. I didn't really like the name names like you being called out for. You know, you have such a quiet voice. You should speak up louder. Um, I didn't necessarily agree with that. And I, I found, well, I love all the events that Jaroslavski Fellowship has organized. And so far, I, I think overall it's valuable to me just listening to the panelists talking about their journey to the success whatsoever. But I find sometimes the poor fellows can actually, exactly to what we just talked about, they frame leadership in a very narrow way. Mm-hmm. To, so to them, they're like, you have to have executive presence and like you are the future CEOs and so you, you kind of have to be dominant. That's the perception that they're giving me, right? Yeah, it's more yeah. that traditional view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I felt really bad because being called out in the, in front of everyone, you know, like it wasn't a lot of people, but it was, you were probably called off guard, like you didn't <laughs> expect that. Yeah. No, not at all. And uh, I guess, I guess for anyone who's listening, um, so we went to the Jaroslavski dinner and there was only about 10 of us yeah. that actually showed up. So instead of doing a regular presentation, they just pulled all the chairs together, did a, like a fireside chat. And then uh, one of the, the co-fellows kind of called me up, put me on the spot, I guess, and kind of, uh, you know, said that I, as a, since I'm, you know, taller, bigger guy, I should uh, speak louder, not be as, you know, more soft-spoken as I am, and, and kind 
kind of turned into, I guess it was like, what, like a half hour conversation <laughs> where everyone was, you know, asked to kind of give their input on that. Yeah, on it it's almost like a public scrutiny. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's so intense. Like, I wouldn't want to be on that spot. And also, again, I didn't agree with that, right? Honestly. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm someone who loves feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really value it. Like, positive, negative, just like, I want to hear, you know, yeah. opinions and feedback. So mm-hmm. I think being put on the spot, it was a bit, you know, it caught me off guard, a bit off-putting. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it was like, well, you know, I appreciate that I'm getting the opportunity to receive this feedback. Yeah. And, you know, did I agree with everything? Not necessarily, but I think we have this tidbits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you got to do, right? It's just, yeah. like, you know, taking stride and, and take the tidbits out of it. But, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, left and I was like, oh, wow, it's uh, it was definitely a little jarring. I yeah, think. it is. But, but again, like, you lead in your way. You are more aware of your own leadership style now. I'd say don't change for the world, but you also don't have to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think that's it, right? It's it's understanding, you know, myself and my leadership style, and that's served me well. And you know, there's people who have opinions on on aspects of that and what they recommend, and you, know, you gotta take the, the tidbits from it and then use that to improve. But yeah, yeah, you know, don't let it completely uh, drag you down. And that's that was my approach. Like at the end, I was like, okay, like I can't let that completely. Yeah tear me down and read and kind of start from scratch like just take what what it needs to, to build up for sure yeah. i love that because i i get easily dragged down by those kind of feedback um, just easily very easily without you know maybe it's still a little bit lack of self-awareness or you know lack of confidence when it takes in it's so easy just to be completely dictated by the feedback that i get um, but being that level-headed and, and knowing what you need from the feedback, what you don't need from the feedback, is a great skill, I'd say, to have. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to because you gotta filter it essentially, mm-hmm. right? And not yeah. not let it completely drag it out. Yeah, I'll have to learn more from you <laughs> about that. Um, also, did you say tidbits? Oh, uh, tidbits. 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 No, like, yeah. take, take some tidbits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. small and sweet yeah. ones, you know? Okay, yeah. yeah. No, we're a little tidbit. That makes uh, sense. I also had, I had some previous interactions with one of the co-fellows before. Mm-hmm. Like, not all the same names. Yeah, yeah, But I had kind of those previous interactions where personality-wise, mm-hmm. um, I, I wasn't totally shocked that that would come up out of uh, out of that person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a total, like, for sure. I can't believe this person's saying this because yeah. I think they have a reputation for almost going a little bit off the, the traditional trail yeah. in those types of environments. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I know you like reading. Do you like reading? I love reading. Yeah. Yeah. So would you recommend a, a book that you, doesn't have to be a recent book, but what's your favorite book? Or what, what book do you want to recommend to people? Uh, I guess one that I, I loved was, uh, it's called uh, Burke's Law, and it's a, it's a hockey book. Mm-hmm. So it, that's, I guess, something that a lot of people also don't know is I love hockey. But it's, uh, it's about Brian Burke, so he was the general manager for the Toronto Blues for a while uh, and like a few other teams throughout the NHL and he wrote a book that's essentially part his life story, 
part is him just kind of dissecting his day-to-day when he was running these organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that just to be really fascinating because you've got like a, a real in-depth first-person view of you know the day-to-day that's going into negotiating these contracts and making these deals and, mm-hmm. and all those types of decisions. So I found that to be really fascinating. I probably read that whole thing in like a day or two. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that okay. was, that's one I'd recommend if anyone's like a sports fan or anything like that. So. Yeah, we have quite a few sports fans <laughs> in cohort. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely recommend that one. Cool. I'll uh, check it out after I go through my list. It probably lies up to 2027. <laughs> <laughs> the list that keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, you have to like pulse that list somewhere so that all of us can uh, can take advantage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know uh, Renee, both Renee and Lauren have uh, a lot of people probably have a good list going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those who has a list going, but the, the, the action kind of falls short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find the time. For, well, for the last three years, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, hopeful for the near future, we'll have more free time to do Absolutely. what we want. Yeah. Have you read, uh, what's that one by Bob Iger, Ride of a Lifetime? No, I have not. Right, that, one is, uh, that one's also really, really good. If you want to read like a business book, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, Bob Iger was the CEO of Disney for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he goes through his career and kind of his learnings uh, at kind of every step of his career before he was the CEO and then while he was CEO. Right. And everything that went into like, a lot of the decisions that he made, what yeah. he learned from it. So like, that was really a good read. Too. I think I've heard of that. I think he's very recently reinstated as the CEO of Disney. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he wanted to retire. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because in the book he's talking about how he's getting ready to retire mm-hmm. and then he ended up still working for probably another four or five years yeah. after that uh, and then finally retired retirement and just came back at, I want to say a few months ago. Yeah, just a few months ago. Yeah, I guess when you're, when you're back in you Canada. Try, trying to, yeah, I think yeah. either trying to save the company or like trying to make more profit, yeah. cut more costs for them. Yeah, well, once you escape that easy. Yeah. He could be a workaholic too. <laughs> Don't know that for sure. Um, okay, last question that I want to ask you. What's your favorite smell and why? I was not expecting it. <laughs> favorite smell? Uh, wow, I love sweet scents. Uh, so I guess probably vanilla. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say vanilla or anything real fruity. Okay. Yeah. Like I, uh, I've, I've covered my my place in either like vanilla scented candles. Okay. Or <laughs> or like fruits, uh, like air fresheners. I see. So yeah, yeah I love and any kind of sweet scents. Do, do you know why? Have you thought about why? And it's a silly question. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe it's just like, like calming to you, or it just makes you feel good. Maybe like I don't know. I love I love baked treats. Uh huh. So maybe it's that. Yeah. You know, I just like the sweet aspect. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'm a crazy sweet tooth, so it's probably that. (laughs) Do you? Absolutely. What's your favorite dessert? Favorite dessert? I love Boston cream donuts from Tim Hortons. Oh. Okay. Yeah, or pumpkin pie. But, uh, a real sweet, yes. real sweet desserts oh, we're yes. talking about. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if I, uh, yeah, I could probably, back when I was uh, training and competing like, in like MMA, yeah. uh, a lot of it is like weight cutting, weight management. Mm-hmm. So I would go out 
crazy, insane diet, so I recommend it. But on the on the on the flip side, yeah. when I wasn't in uh, in diet mode, I could probably sit down and crush like a dozen donuts just to myself. Oh wow! Yeah, it was uh, it, it got really bad after a while, but. No, I, I think probably the, the, with the intensity of your training, you still get to keep in a perfect shape. So that's, <laughs> that's good. Oh, then it catches up to you. Once <laughs> you stop, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> Do you still uh, train the boxing? Oh, I said that was the last question, and I asked for another three. <laughs> well, uh, I do. I so uh, I was coaching right. and boxing for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I'll do a little bit of training myself, and then I, I do a lot of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. That was kind of my first passion. That's where I started training. Yeah. And then eventually it kind of leads into you know actually competing in MMA. But yeah. So it was like BJJ. Uh, so I'll still do that a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. And then for a long time I was coaching as well. I just recently stepped back from the coaching oh, yeah. piece because yeah. it was uh, just a lot to manage that with school and work and everything. Yeah. So now I'll just kind of train a little bit uh, just for myself. Yeah. And just to kind of stay somewhat, 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 <laughs> straight, somewhat still involved with the sport. So. No, that's, that's great. Um, and still, if uh, few you have capacity again in the future, you can pick it back up as well. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you're still in a good shape, so don't worry about that. <laughs> you're too kind. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap today's episode up. I'm your host, Cohen. Today's guest was Kurt White. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for having me, and yeah, yeah thanks for coming on the campus too. And I appreciate it. Oh no, I uh, I enjoy coming to different places to visit people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. And I love the podcast idea, so awesome. hopefully you get through everyone. Thank you. I also too. <laughs>